Oh, is that Heady Topper? What is that? It's a Stone IPA. Oh, okay. 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 Man, I mean, I, I, I do have. I mean, Hop Slam came out, so I can get a six yeah, pack of that. I, I can just nail those. Back. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, we can continue the trend. We had Drunk Joe last time, so we could have Drunk. Yeah. Joe this oh, time. we had we had Drunk Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very light beer today. Oh wow, nice! Uh, no, those, no, are, no, those are fantastic. No alcohol, but this is, yeah. These are better on calories by far, though. No drinking for me. I woke up with a splitting headache. And Hmm. Not going to risk it. I'm fine now, but the, uh, what's MSX the deal with days we're doing podcasting? I get headaches. Last time we were doing podcasting, I had a headache too. I don't know. I also haven't been sleeping well for who knows why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Age. You get, you get headaches anyway, don't you? Yes, but I feel like the lack of sleep has not been helping. No. No, that's that's a definite trigger yeah. for sure. That's Yeah. It sucks. I get like five hours and my body's like, okay, you're good. I'm like, no, yep. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not I, this is the fourth night in a row. I've gotten five hours. I want a good like seven, eight hours of sleep, please. So annoying. Do you? I wake up at three a.m. Oh, on the on the, on the nose. <laughs> it's like four a.m. usually for me. I don't know what oh. that is. I wake up and I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, I know what time it is. I look at my watch. Yeah. I mean, I don't go three, to bed until zero. one. Zero. So okay, well, start doing that. <laughs> well at this point it, i may as well fuck it let's see well let's see anyway. actually that'd be about 6 a.m i go to bed about 10 so going to bed yeah, at one go. now it's 6 a.m hey that's not that's not bad hey get up that's for me for me every time i go to sleep early and there's you know i've got two fucking kids and i've got you know I've got a job and all that crap. So there are some days where it just hits me like I'm going to bed at nine 30 tonight. Yeah. And you know, and th- those nights, every single time that happens, it's just like, Oh, it's 3 a.m. Okay. No. Well, just lay here. <laughs> Maybe hopefully go back to sleep for a few hours. Yeah. I, I unfortunately don't have much. I, like, I don't know. I, I, I've been trying melatonin. It hasn't been doing shit. So I've heard that's supposed uh, to help you sleep. And like, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I used to love melatonin, but I, I think with every single thing that you do, you build up tolerances. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was taking them like every night. Well, yeah, the I problem think it was with that, first, the but. problem is that when you take those hormones, those artificial hormones, uh, your body stops producing as much. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then, when you stop, you don't have anything in there anymore. I mean, I'm well, sure it fun. kicks in again eventually. I think, but no. Oh, there you go. Say. Yeah, <laughs> you tried heroin. <laughs> of course, that, that seems to first... make people tired. That was my first one. I tried. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's. I mean, it is what it is. I don't. You know, I'll get through it. Have you tried magnesium yet? I have pills, and I just keep forgetting to take them at night. So. Get those. Get those. He's too tired to remember. He forgets. The little, <laughs> the little candy things. I take those every night. They're about this big. Are they over the counter? Or do you have to go like? No, no, no. They're you can get them at Amazon. They're just little okay. sugary little little gummy yeah. things. And you, I, I take one of those a day, and it headaches Oops. are almost gone now, completely. That's I get, funny. I get an occasional headache, but like no migraines anymore. But you wake up at three. But I wake up at three, which I, I don't know if that's, I don't know what that is. Three. Wake up at three. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think it's a magnesium thing. I just, I think it's a weird, you know, 
one of those yeah. things your body does where it's like, okay, it's time to get up. And you're like, it really it's not. So stop. Let's this go back is to the bed most now. boring old man banter. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you can, might want to delete that. <laughs> What's that? That latest episode, it was all like oh, old man banter and melatonin. My That's knee, like, man, my knee. I got to go to physical therapy next week. Uh, <laughs> I'll take my back pills. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get some new Raiders this week. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We should we should start. We should start by playing this. Oh yeah. I always forget how long the intro is here, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for a Pink Floyd episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they were a big influence on King. Welcome to Summer in Time Podcast, everybody. King welcomes you too. <laughs> uh, Summer in Time Podcast.com is where you find us online. All of our episodes are streaming there. Links to our social media. Uh, YouTube.com slash Summer in Time Podcast. You can watch our episodes there as well if you would like. So, this episode, we are going back, way back, 50 years. Um, we're gonna have I think we're gonna have like one more ninety we need there's one more band we need to talk about at least for ninety three, but but yeah. we'll get to that. But for this one, uh we're gonna go back to nineteen seventy three and talk about I mean, one of the biggest albums ever, rock albums ever. Uh Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Moon, or Dark Side of the Moon. Um so yeah. Let's uh let's see, let's play a little bit of this together. I mean, there's so much to talk about here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where? But yeah, we'll just start with a little bit of breathe.
move on to band members. Let's do a quick introductions. So I'm Eric. We've got Tim here. Yes, I am here. Keith is here. Hello. And Joe is here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yes, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. This band is David Gilmore on vocals, guitar, and I guess some synth stuff too. Oh yeah, he did the little thing in uh, on the run. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, uh, Waters. So um, Roger Waters on bass, guitar, vocals. Uh, Nick Mason on drums and Richard Wright on organ, piano, electric piano. There's a lot of stuff he does on this album. So I, I hate when like the, the keyboardist players like Moog, Moog synth. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like all right, you fuck, you just write one thing. You're the piano player, asshole. Yeah, like every guitar player should. They should list every single. I mean, there are a lot of Richard guitars, you know, like, you know <laughs> on the twelve string. You know, well, even that yeah. I played, I played a less Fender, less, I mean, a, yeah. a you know, a, a less Paul, and then I played a Gibson you know, SG, SG on this one, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flying V. Well, everybody besides Nick Mason apparently used the VCS3, yeah, I saw that on here, yeah, which is what, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know now, the VCS3. Everyone knows the VCS3. Let's see what a VCS3 is. There's I'm sure there's Pink Floyd purists that are listening now right now. They're yelling at their yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I device. really, really hope we do not get any of those guys <laughs> listening to this one. It is you're, a you're like yeah. This is yeah. This is one of those bands. Let's face it. Like I used to have conversations with my old friend Andy about The Simpsons because I was an avid, insane fan of that show, and we would get into like the you know minutia, like Star Trek yeah. fans of that shit and. This is a band. I know. That not there aren't a whole lot of other bands out there that really have guys that like you know, they know the CS three, four, five, six, yeah. know <laughs> what is... the differences are between them. Oh yeah. And this um, is uh it's a portable analog synthesizer. That's what of course. I, I figured it was a synthesizer. And it looks well, like is... it looks like it's from the sixties. Oh yeah. It, was, it, it, like it came out in nineteen sixty nine. So it looks like it could be in two thousand one space odyssey or something. <laughs> yeah. Our knowledge and love of like Metallica, Dark, Dark Star. Yeah, there's yeah. people out there, of course, that are this in the same way with Pink Floyd. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Apparently, absolutely, apparently this band is popular. <laughs> a little bit. People are a little obsessed. Bit. So, uh, I hope we do yeah. this justice for those people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. So I, I, I hear this this album sold a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It was on the charts for like sixteen Decades? years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, it still shows up on the charts every now and then. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was in the top 100 for how many years? It was. Uh, like, it was on the top. It was, it was like 900 weeks or something, wasn't it? Some crazy. More than that. Like that. Uh, I have it. I had it. Um, well, okay. Hang on. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's uh, a lot of weeks. I mean, I didn't know if anyone had this. On, just... So 917, but it's not consecutive. Oh, there you go. <laughs> not even yeah, consecutive. So, <laughs> they they stopped tallying in 1988 for some reason because they're like well now it's a like a catalog album and they, they started tallying again in 2009 so there's like this weird gap where they stopped counting hmm. so but uh yeah it's <laughs> it's nice to say this is a must own so yeah, yeah there's a there's a a um uh estimation that one in every one in every 14 people in the u.s under the age of 50 is estimated to own or to have owned a copy <laughs> that's, that's crazy a lot of how, how many copies do we have i only got this on cd i got the vinyl i think i have it on vinyl yeah I have the, but this is this is beat to shit <laughs> yeah i don't physically have one i did buy one it's just 
in transit. Okay. I finally, I finally got a Pink Floyd album. There you go. It's amazing. If we can talk about <laughs> the album cover stuff too, but there's a a 1973, 1974, 1974 recording of this album that's live, and it's I have the vinyl of that. But we can talk about the album cover and stuff. But this is this and this are we can talk about the um, this is basically a graphic designer's instructions of how to print this album cover. As oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. so we'll we'll get into that. Well, we'll shall we? Where, where we want to start? I don't know. I mean, our history with the with this band, like I know t- for me and Tim, like oh yeah, this is a we had a big bond with with our dad on this album, so, or with this band, like yeah. And I think Tim, you introduced Dad to it. Yeah, we used to like, drive. Really? I would, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I would, I would take rides with him to Penn State to go see my sister, like to go pick her up for Christmas or whatever. He's going to come to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. So I would try to introduce him to to different bands, just to you know, like let's see if he likes this. Yeah. And, um, and it would fail every single time. Yeah, it would fail every time. Oh, uh, sorry, Tim. I, this King Diamond. I am. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would try like I'd play like you know like Scorpions ballads, stuff like that. You know, stuff that it might. You know, yeah. You know yeah, something. Yeah. He's always like, "Oh, it's pretty good." But I played um, "Delicate Sound of Thunder," the live thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, that just hooked him. Like, yeah. He, he was, uh, he was like, I thought Pink Floyd was like, he's like, uh, like acid rock, like it's it's stoner <laughs> rock. Like I didn't think it was anything worth even checking out when I was younger. Yeah. And he was a hundred percent obsessed with that album. Then I got a momentary lots of reason. He was obsessed with that. Oh yeah. And God, and like to the point where my mom was like, Can you just turn this off? Like <laughs> nice. It's like this again. <laughs> Will you please turn this off? Because he just was obsessed. So that was like, yeah, yeah, super cool connection to my dad. Like something finally sunk in. Yeah. It was usually the other way around. Like we were getting stuff from him, like, you know, like well, super yeah. tramp and stuff yeah. like that. And Moody Blues. Moody Blues. Yeah. Like them. Um, yeah. So we we were kind of pulling from his collection, but to have something go the other way, was very cool. So there's a nice, you know. Yeah. And I, that it, so it's for a lot of these albums I get, you know, it actually gets me a little emotional sometimes. Cause it's like, it just reminds me of him so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. so he's not with us anymore and for those listening who don't know. Um, but you know, so there's that, that really like, so th- there's a big tie there that kind of has a, a connection for me that other bands don't, that it's not really, I can't really explain, you know what I mean? Yeah, how do you, yeah, you can't really quantify that. That's just something that's... It's not like, you know, when you're like ranking albums and bands and stuff like that, it's like that's that's an element that don't, that doesn't really come into play with other bands so much. So, um, so there's that. I mean, and this band, like, I got into them when when you did and and like those those things. And so I was never in, like, I never really got into the really, really early stuff either. Like Dark Side of the Moon was kind of the furthest I went back for a long time. Yeah. So I didn't even know about like, um, you know, those are full secrets, right? Yeah, the yeah. stuff with Sid Barrett and all that kind of stuff. I didn't discover that until years, years later. I, yeah, um, I struggle with that to this day. I struggle with that stuff. It wasn't until Gilmore got in the band where I was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> this is for me better. It's easier to swallow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the Sid Barrett stuff's like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. I do think overall this might be my favorite Pink Floyd album. Like, I like it better than the Wall. Um, I think the wall's a little too long. <laughs> the wall's uh, like I, was, I don't think you take out the wall and just put it in like oh uh, casually. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you put that one in, you're sitting for a while. Yeah, and it's, 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 an hour it's, and it's yeah, and it, but it's also not like something that you do 
with people. It's, it's no, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just you, it's an experience. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. That you're I mean, be doing dark, dark side, dark side. <laughs> if we all got together, we could throw that in. Yeah, grab some Cheetos and just right. kind of like <laughs> just not not even talk it. from that an hour and a half. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. For me, Pink Floyd, like this was one of those bands that you know, like when I first got into metal, it was just like metal is the only thing that matters. And I had this one friend of mine in middle school who had you know the jean jackets with back patches and you know band patches all over. And he came in and he had a Pink Floyd and it was pink. And I'm like, what? Oh, man, what's wrong with you? What's this Pink Floyd crap? And, of course, I was not familiar with the band at all. And he's he's one of those guys that would just unleash on me because the only band I listened to was Metallica. He'd be like, oh, (laughs) shut the – and he just went off. Like, (laughs) shut up. So for me, a lot of that old stuff that, you know, if it wasn't metal, it was garbage. So I didn't listen to anything. Until like really, I went to college, uh, and that's when I really you know fell in love with the Doors, fell in love with Pink Floyd, saw you know the movie The Wall for the first time, mm-hmm. and you know first you know for me The Wall was like what it blew me away with Pink Floyd. From there, the very the, you know I get The Wall. The second thing I got was a live recording of The Wall. Uh, I never bought the movie for some bizarre reason, but I loved that so much. And then I started, uh, let's see here. I've got Adam Hart mother. I've, uh, got animals somewhere. Animals. I think I was telling you guys, I'm yeah. a, I'm a bit of a leftist. I think it's kind of obvious. <laughs> so animals is, is kind of my favorite for that specific reason. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and as you were saying, like, um, I still remember I, uh, I got a, a 25 CD changer sometime in 1998 and with the purchase, I was allowed to get one free CD and I ran over and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. cause at the time I'm just like, get a Pink Floyd album. Cause that's going to be like 14 hours on one album compared <laughs> to like, you know, the 20 minutes of some punk shit that I listened to yeah. one way or another. I grabbed delicate sound of thunder I'm like, yes, because I was dying to have it. And I was, seriously, I always thought it was just a little meek. Like, I was, I, I guess at that time, I just had expectations out the wazoo. But one yeah, way or another, yeah. I, you know, for vinyl, I've got Amagama and one other thing. But it's not any of their classic stuff. But I've got, you know, Sid Barrett's solo album. I honestly love, I mean, that's the biggest thing. When it comes to this band, Sid Barrett's really started it. And it was... Right trippy as hell drugged <laughs> yeah. out like a wazoo yeah, and yeah. um well then he couldn't really keep doing it so they kind of let him float away on his rivers of lsd and uh, is that what it was I, I, so i'm kind of ignorant in that fact i don't know exactly i know he went crazy but yeah. like what was the whole story behind that there's, was there's, it just lsd was like exa- well there's, there's rumors or? there it is drugs i mean he, the guy was doing you know you know his breakfast was you know, a handful of pills that he didn't even know what they were, but there oh, wow. was uh, my friend Aftab. You guys got we had him yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, he commented back when we were in college, like, "Oh man, you know, Sid Barrett. He used to like take baths in liquid acid." Oh my god! And I don't know if that's true at all, but from what I hear, like this guy was like that, and the drugs definitely, you know, hit the point. And really, it is a we. I mean, it's believed that it was the amount of LSD the guy was doing 
permanently changed his brain to the point that he couldn't really function. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. But one way or another, that's, yeah, that was Sid, and he was, you know, so much of the crux of, of what started them off, and after he phased out, they kept on kind of going with the, the you know, uh, you know, psychedelic stuff, but then mm-hmm. really, I think, like, let's face it, Waters did contribute more than everyone else. It really hit the point where Rodders, Waters, you know, with the wall, turned them more rock and roll than the weirdo psychedelic stuff. Yeah. I think. And as much, uh, that's another thing. I think we, we were talking as we were preparing for this about Roger Waters and um, how he yeah. is uh, kind of. You know, as much as he, especially as a bassist, like knowing that the bassist was the guy doing all this shit for me, we just like, yeah, <laughs> Roger Waters rules. But as it turns out, he's, he's, you know, imagine that some big rock star might be a little bit of an asshole and hard to work <laughs> with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys listen to? The, I mean, the, when we were kids, we were we had an awareness of Pink Floyd, I think, because there were they had hit songs. Yeah. And I'm well, money was like, the big first, first big. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like money and another brick of the wall part two. God damn it! Yeah, you never hear either of those songs I know. again. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Is let's face it, money is a great tune. I mean, you know, any of the three, another brick of the walls. But I will easily, I could, I could sit through one and three, and rock out and go crazy. But as soon as two starts, I'm like. Even though they're the exact same song, you know. It's, it's, yeah. I, I remember hearing, yeah, I remember hearing another brick in the wall too a lot in a like lot. elementary school. Yeah, elementary, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I remember having friends who were into metal. They were also into Pink Floyd, and I was like, that band that has like money and like another brick in the wall. That's yeah. that. What? Yeah. Why? And then right. you know, just ignorance. I had no idea yeah. what was going on, yeah. but yeah. it was just weird. To, you know, it was like discovering this this vast well of greatness that you had no idea was even there i mean but that, as you just said that's the whole thing regardless of metal or jazz or punk or whatever this is one of those bands i think that everyone could just kind of sit back and appreciate i mean as oh, much yeah. as they're as much as you know it is rock and roll or whatever or psychedelic it there's just so much cool stuff going on and it's it's i mean as much as you know specifically with this album you know this album is about sid barrett it's 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 kind of their feelings of how his life was going on and and uh, that he kind of went nuts, yeah. and and yeah. Uh, but there are relatable things where like you know you're you're thinking about somebody you had a close connection to that just you grow distance from and and you know you things don't mean don't things aren't the same with the same people all the time. So so is it a concept yeah. album then? I mean, because I've yeah. seen some people say. I mean, musically for sure, right? Because there's tie-ins throughout the album to different parts, like breathe, time, and brain damage all have the same. There's a part in brain damage at the end where it kind of switches back to that same uh, chord progression. Um, so, but I, I, I didn't really. I mean, I've, I've obviously I know of the lyrics, but I haven't really dug in to see like how much of this does tie into like Sid Barrett and all. Uh, you know, what other uh, themes are throughout the album to tie back to that. I mean, I know it's, like money uh, is all about fame and stuff like that, but. Um, yeah, there was a note on Wiki about that. It says Roger Waters proposed that an, a new album uh, dealt with things that make people mad, focusing on the pressures associated with the band's arduous lifestyle and dealing with the mental health problems suffered by former band member Sid Barrett. Mm. Okay. So it's it's pretty much a concept album. 
mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's face it. Most of Pink Floyd's albums are content. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is probably the first album that uh, up to this point that had very direct lyrics. A lot of their other stuff was kind of just out there before to this point. Metal, stuff on metal. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, what's going on? This is very like, almost like the black album in a way where it's dealing with emotions and Mm -hmm. people can tap into that a lot easier. And then this is, I don't want to compare them to Metallica, but this is pretty much if there was if they had a black album, this would be it. <laughs> this is the one that people know of the most. So, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's interesting. We're talking about Pink Floyd; they're not a metal band by any stretch. Oh, so, no. it's one of the it's only bands point. we're, we're talking about <laughs> on this podcast that's not metal at all. Or, or yeah, not metal, not punk, not you know, no. would never want to be associated. Maybe no. With yeah, that. but how and many of our might. friends are in this? Like, how many of our friends later are metalheads? Also Everyone. I mean, that's what like, everyone's yeah. those bands. It's, it's yeah. It's, Except Joe until now. <laughs> well, is I don't think I don't know if Led Zeppelin qualifies either. I guess that's the closest. That's true. Well, I, well, that's not, a, I, not metal. No, right. Time out. Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. was like the birth of metal, but they hate mm-hmm. the fact that they are associated with that because they uh, yeah. want nothing to do with are. metal. I, I mean, they're heavy. They're heavy rock. They're hard rock. Yeah, but they're definitely. I, I, I think yeah. isn't Sabbath considered the the? I would think yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sabbath is yeah. But but let's face it, Led Zeppelin. They were hard rock. They were heavier than a lot of the other bands, and with the whole like having, I mean, my kids can maybe hear me. So like sexualizing every single thing that could move <laughs> was very much what turned into glam rock. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh yeah, they, were, they, yeah. They, they probably yeah. went poison is their more. fault, <laughs> partly. Probably, well, <laughs> you can blame what comes after your music, but well, oh, hey, did you know Eric played with poison the other night? He did, he did, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we talked about this on the podcast, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was blurry. Um, well, speaking of, but there, there, what, what's funny is there was a a mention of glam rock in the documentary thing, which we should mention. We're going to pull some clips from that and talk well, about that a little bit. Yeah, I think the um, British, um, yeah, glam British rock glam. from the British is it's, a it's lot early, different than yeah, yes, I know, American I know. Glam. Like yeah. early David Bowie, like early seventies yeah. Bowie is too yeah. glam. Queen so. was glam rock, and over here, the opposite of Queen. Was glam they, rock. they got they got a much better version. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. But the point of that was like that's what was the big moneymakers and the big hits in England at the time was these bands that were doing like the glam type stuff. And so and if you look at the live footage of Floyd, like they're in, you know, Guinness t shirts and shit. Like they're totally not. They're more of the Metallica style. Yeah. Where there's like <laughs> jeans and t shirts and yeah. um and writing music. And spotlights. Yeah, lots of lights, yes. Yeah. Lots of lights. Yeah. Which we can segue into the album cover now, based on that, because yeah. there was a, a little clip from that documentary, which we should mention. Where we it's on Daily Motion is where we watched it, but I'm sure it was on like VH1 or something like that at one point, right? That Daily Motion site is weird. Yeah, I don't. There's just it's, all kinds of copyrighted stuff on there. It's just weird. It's just there. It's like, what? yeah, How's I don't know where nice? this documentary came from, but if you look on like Daily Motion and look up classic albums, Pink Floyd, The Making of Dark Side, it didn't feel VH1 ish. Maybe a British. Uh, Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's was, very it, was, it, was it BBC? Did you notice? I didn't see any sort of like. Yeah, I didn't. Know, usually they usually they promote station. the show, you know. Right. Yeah. So I mean, maybe the band put it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a clip from that where they talk about the album cover and how they decided. So I'll play a little bit. Of that. We always wanted to kind of 
not be on our covers ourselves, not have pictures. It is probably the most recognisable album cover of all time. Something that you can sit and look at for a long time without getting fed up with it. The prism is the, is the logo that absolutely defines the record. Dark Side of the Moon prism design comes from three basic ingredients, one of which is the light show that the band put on, so I was trying to represent that. Also, one of the themes of the lyrics, which was, I think, about ambition and greed. And thirdly, was an answer to Rick Wright, who said that he wanted something simple and bold and dramatic. The presentation, as we call it, of the design to the band was a fairly brief affair. He just brought in three or four ideas. I do remember instantly seeing the pyramids. They came in and they looked around and they went, hmm, 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 that one. Everyone immediately went, terrific, great, let's do that. That's it. I don't know where greed comes in on this album cover. I don't like now. Who's looking cover? at that going, yes, that is all about greed. A know. prism and pyramid and light refracting off with a rainbow thing. Like that's totally greed. That's what I get from that. <laughs> but whatever. You know, yeah. It's a cool album uh, cover. Yeah, I mean it's obviously one of the most iconic album covers ever, right? I've never yeah. gotten fed up yeah. with it. No. No, no, it's good. So, if you're on YouTube, sorry if you're not listening. If you're listening and not watching, do you this. know what it looks like? Yeah, but I mean, what's weird is the side, the side two, the rainbow is is upside down. Hmm, it's weird. Why is it like that? <laughs> because of the drugs. Also, it's also it's not centered, which I always thought was kind of funny. Yeah, well, I would like be, it's a little. It's I would. Little, I'd be fed up with higher. it if it were centered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the inside. So that when I was talking about the live thing, if it's the 1974, if you get yeah that, yeah yeah, where's the thing with they, the pyramids they were talking about? I don't know. Remember that was in the documentary. Yeah, but it has all the instructions for like to the printer, you know, like this little. Here's what to do here, and here's what to do here, and if you. Oh my gosh! It's really cool, and like the back has. Hmm. Yeah, so it has like here at the. Turn this down. Yeah. So, like instructions. All right. Well, our listeners aren't going to be able to. I know, know what that it. says. So you're going to have to explain. No, explain. <laughs> read everything <laughs> in there. We can probably just cut that out. Read the instructions. Ninety percent you... magenta plus eighty <laughs> percent. Some I'm other sure shade of blue. Yeah. Inside <laughs> cover, all background up to key lines to print solid black. Black plus 80% cyan. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like instructions on what the printer should do. Like They know how the, nerdy their audience is, and they're like, yeah, they'll yeah. get into this. Oh, yeah. yeah. 80% cyan. Uh, they um, they left in the Roy G. Biv, they re- left off the I. So it's yeah. Roy G. BV. <laughs> yeah, you that's true. The, the heartbeat going on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's look at this. Let's see. That's how the album starts, right? Kind of. Yes, yeah, so there's that a heartbeat. Is an actual. On. Well, sometimes if, I if you raise the volume up loud enough. Sometimes I yeah. um I see those pictures of a the you know, heartbeat Connect. and I'm like, that's not even close to what a heartbeat looks like through the EKG. They actually got a real one because they're they have good attention to detail. Yeah, there you go. Maybe it's yeah, not that's... upside down. Maybe it's just how it is. I guess if you caught a rainbow with one, you could turn Maybe, it into yeah. a beam and then re-refract it. Yeah. 
Anyway, you can get this. This this comes with a giant box set, but you can get it just as is, the, this live thing. Well, Joe was saying the live stuff from the 70s is not good. Well, this one's very good. Well, the, yeah, but they put out a bunch of shows from that tour. I found them on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. were those, I mean, but they weren't like released live albums. It's just, I believe, probably somebody ends up with a recording of it off the off the board or something. I hope not. I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't know what they did. It's, it was horrible. I was like, Oh my fucking God. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, the, the 72 one. I, I found some of that on Spotify. It was pretty bad. It's pretty rough, but this 74 one's really good. It's live at Wembley, 1974. It's the whole entire dark side of the moon album live. And it, it sounds fantastic. So, yeah. Like uh, here's another thing. I still have oh, never I see listened on, to live one, at Pompeii. That one is on you guys Spotify. To that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Me. Did Did you know that that album's on Spotify, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was playing it earlier today. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it on Apple. Look again. Huh. I'll just put it on Spotify. I don't. I don't use Spotify as much. I wish I kind of wish I did now because I got that end of the year thing, and it was like not even close to what I was. Oh, it's, it's just the stuff <laughs> I can't find on Apple Music. You know. Yeah, your your what is it called? The year end awards of your your life or whatever. Yeah, what was it called? I wrapped. think Spotify wrapped. That's what it oh, yeah. yeah. I think the live of Pompeii is the thing Joe is talking about. I think so. Yeah. Really? That's, the, that's the 1972. Yeah. They're all the ones I see are all um, 73. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and it just says Pink Floyd and it's got like, it, you know, how like Pearl Jam did the just put out every show that they did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what it looks like they did with this. That mm-hmm. album covers all kind of look the same, a little bit slightly different color. Uh, well, but it, it looks like they're all from 73. Okay. I mean, Echoes is, Echoes is a great song. That's on here. One of These Days is on here. That's a great song. So, yeah, I don't know. I have to try. I don't, I'm not familiar. No. Yeah. Well, skip them. <laughs> if you see them on your, your streaming service. I, don't, uh, I would honestly have to say, though, this is one of those bands that, God damn it, I, I, they, you know, let's face it, a Division Bell uh, tour, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to see this band. I have a story about this. Oh, I, yeah. I saw them. Oh, you do. Oh, man. I saw them. I saw them in 87 and 94. Oh, jeez. That's, this is I'm one old. of those bands that, you know, <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get into until like probably 94 and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't like absolutely, I would say it didn't take me too long to just fall in love with this band. But, you know, this is one of those bands that, you know, going back, if I could see these guys, uh, God damn it, I would love yeah. them. I, I, so I have a memory of this, and maybe my memory is skewed, but I thought when you saw them in 94, Tim, it was you, Tim, and or you, Steven, and someone else, right? Mm, or Steve not go? That might have been the 87 one. Okay. Maybe. I feel like there was a, one of them, there was an extra ticket. And, I, and you guys got back and were like, oh, we had an extra ticket. You guys, you could have gone. Oh, that, that might have been 87. Because the 94 <laughs> one was with Pizza Hut people. Oh, okay. This guy, Mike Atkinson, and some other stoners that went. <laughs> got stoned. Okay. <laughs> so I just remember there was something like you got back and like, oh, yeah, we next, extra, ended up That's with an extra possible? ticket. And I'm like, I don't oh, know. Fuck. But, you Maybe. know, if it was 87, I was 12. So That's probably <laughs> why. Like, we're like, you probably couldn't go anyway. And Yeah, right. right. Yeah. That was at the Capitol Center. The other one was at uh, RFK. Yeah. So 987 was Capitol Center, and 94 was RFK. Who's watched uh, Wizard of Oz with this? Because I have not. I have not. No, I have not. No. Okay. Why? I, I was going to try to. Why? Oh, you don't know this story? 
I think this rings a bell, but yeah, it sounds pretty like famous. It, apparently, if you if you if you start this album the moment like Wizard of Oz starts, there's all these tie-ins, like the lyrics tie in the specific moments in Wizard of Oz that like it's like oh, it can't be coincidence, and it like ends perfectly with the yeah. Wizard of Oz too. So you'd have to start pretty late into the movie, right? No, you start at the very beginning and it ends at the end. The album's not that long. There's no way that would work. I, you, I think you have to start oh, hey, at a certain hey, point. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you might. That, that's yeah. that's probably true because it is only 42 minutes long. So maybe I don't know. The movie's like a, at least an hour and a half, right? I don't. Hey, this is. Don't mess with this. This rumor. This has been going on for <laughs> decades. Oh wow, Wizard of Oz is an hour and 52. Maybe you have to maybe play it twice. Probably. <laughs> Seems stupider. I, well, yeah. this is this is a thing. This is a thing. I mean, this is a famous. Everyone yeah. knows this, Joe. Gosh, the, the uh, producer called this a complete load of eyewash. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Eyewash. It is the producer of what the movie? No, the no, album. the album. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Alan, I mean Alan Richard Wright was Alan just Parsons. like, yeah, the, mm-hmm. no. What are you talking about? You know, it's like get off I mean, your drugs, man. Yeah, it's we, not. <laughs> We should no we, no don't do that. We probably should keep doing that. But producer, uh, you know, by the way, stop thinking that like we would have do, done something nonsense. You know, like yeah, uh-huh. we can yeah that we didn't talk about the production yet, and this was produced by Alan Parsons of Alan Parsons Project. Yeah, he's pretty fucking famous <laughs> in his own right. Yep. Well, he became yeah, he, he ended up being, but he also exactly exactly he wasn't yet that famous right now. But he worked on a couple other big albums before this too. He was the sound engineer on Abbey Road and Let It Be. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Uh, who who were they by? Um, something called <laughs> the Monkeys. The Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dave Mustaine. Yes, Neil yeah. Diamond. <laughs> I don't. He is British. Dave Mustaine. <laughs> yeah, the production on this. I mean, it's a 1970s album, so it's it sounds like a 70s album, but it sounds. I mean, there's so much going on in this album. Yeah. It sounds amazing. It, yeah, doesn't, it, sounds it doesn't. Amazing. I don't think it sounds old. Like. Like, it, it it does, but it kind of like in this same way, like a Steely Dan record does. Like, it sounds it still sounds really good, you know? Yeah. Like, it, well, yeah. And, and this is another one of those with the headphones. Yeah, you got to play all sorts of like crazy left right elements going on throughout, like the clocks and time, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean the production's great. It sounds you can hear everything really well. The drums yeah. sound good. The guitars are great. I mean. Honestly, the guitar sound on this album, solo-wise, I mean, I think he's just using a Fender Strat, but it sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, the solo in time sounds great. I um, mean, you say you can hear everything. I, I disagree. Sometimes you hear things that you did never hear before. It's, that's the thing. There's so much shit going on in the backgrounds and in the foregrounds and in the left channel and mm-hmm. uh, at your grandmother's house. I mean, <laughs> like, you, you, should try, you should try changing up your uh, listening medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to listen to this in different, different, you know, ways. cars, headphones, rooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, after doing research, I did hear a bunch of different things that I'd never heard before. Because there's, you can read what these people are saying on the parts where there's talking. Well, I was but, like, oh, that's what they're saying there. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly, it seems so like like what they're saying is just okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's kind of the idea. I mean, I exactly. It, it, it's Did you read about that? I, I, read, I started reading because that's the one thing about this album that I've always like the random like conversations. Just the like, voices shut up. Mm. 
Like, why is that there? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then, you know, I mean, obviously it's intentional. And yeah, it's I, can, I can play the clip from the yeah. documentary. It talks about it. All right. Well, if we want to. It seems to me really important. I can't, I've, I've no idea why it did to, to have um, voices on this thing. And so the only thing that was clever about it at all was how to do it. So not, not to have an interview. So I wrote out a bunch of cards and with um, questions on them. I think what the voices did on the record, Ray, was they, they actually brought out the dark side. They were, in a way, the dark side of the record. First of all, we used a number of people who were in the studio with us. So we used three or four of our road crew. I'm not frightened of dying at all. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. The Irish doorman here, Jerry. Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You gotta go sometime. Wings were recording in here at the same time, so we actually used Paul and Linda, Henry McCulloch. I don't know, I was really drunk at the time. I think they started off with, what's your favourite colour, you know, and, and your favourite food, and, when, and none of which was just to get people there. And then they went into, when was the last time you were violent? This was the good bit. Was, when was the last time you were violent? And then you'd, take, you'd answer it, and then take the next card, and the next card said, were you in the right? Yeah. <laughs> I was in the right. Yes, absolutely in the right. I certainly was in the right. Yeah, I was definitely in the right. That geezer was cruising for a bruising. And uh, this remarkable roadie called Roger the Hat. If I participate in this fucking effort, I'm going to get my gold disc at the end of it. Imagine that. Oh. Did you find it weird that they asked these random people, when was the last time you were violent and were you in the right? And they all had an answer for it? <laughs> well, I mean, think about. It. I mean, the first voice you hear is the band's roadie. Okay, yeah, I guarantee well, he, you, he would have experiences. Yes, he for definitely sure. was violent sometime. I mean, but like, uh, there's another guy was uh, this Jerry O'Discoll. Uh, they mentioned Jerry, the Irishman. Yeah, uh, yeah. he was a doorman at uh, yeah. at the studio. So trust me, I bet a lot of people at Abbey Road would just be like, "Oh, we're here, and we want yeah. boom." Shut up and leave, you know. Well, then he was in the right. Yeah, yes. Also Irish. Yeah. (laughs) Drink, 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 fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically their religion. I just thought if (laughs) someone asked me, I'd be like, cheers to Shane McGowan. (laughs) Last time I was violent. Never. (laughs) Seventh grade when I punched the kid in the stomach. I don't know. There you go. Were you in the right? (laughs) Yes. He was making fun of me. See, there you go. <laughs> Everyone's always in the right. I think that's going to be a universal answer. You'd ask it some, you know. Right, yeah. They're going to say, well, like, nah, I, I shouldn't have done so. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you should probably ask the other person, too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Both sides of the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the voices thing is, is I mean, it's, there's definitely, it, it explains a lot now that I know what the, the, the what's, you know, why they did that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, listening to it just casually beforehand, I was like, yeah. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. I just thought it was just being <laughs> weird. Yeah. Well, they just didn't, for the sake of being weird. They didn't use Paul McCartney, which, no. I'm, in retrospect, that's good. You don't want him on your fucking yeah. record. Oh, like, you, no. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, man, this great vegan recipe I have for a tofu <laughs> uh, lasagna. Uh, no, that, that wouldn't have done well. Who they was said that? he was I mean, trying to he was trying to be too funny. He wasn't taking it very seriously. So they were like, wow. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know. And then they kicked his ass and they were in the right. <laughs> and they were and they were in the right. <laughs> <laughs> and they they saved that clip instead. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, should we get into the tracks? There's a lot to talk about the tracks. There was one thing about the um, the production. There was supposed to be a quadraphonic mix, which I, I don't know if that came out or not. But what does quadraphonic mean? It's four. So it's basically it's 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 four point it's it's five point one without the point one. It's it's four speakers. So you'd have you know two in front, two behind. So it's four. Not- it's four. Okay. I guess I was thinking five point one is basically it's four speakers in the subwoofer, right? That's five point one. Mm, I thought there was a center speaker. Is there a center speaker? I thought anyway, the, I think the point one was a subwoofer. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> anyway, it's four speakers. There's two in front, two behind them. I'm assuming that's what. It is. But I like the quadraphonic. That's what. Wait, the speakers. point one is that what you're talking about? I was saying five point one. I thought five point one was four speakers and a sub. That's yeah. what made it. That's no. what made the five. No, I thought it was five and a one and a sub. Is, is, is that's what I thought. Because you got okay. this, you got center two and then two in the yeah, front, yeah. center two in the back. There's okay, 7.1 now that you gotta have. Yeah, they have 7.1. Anyway, doing standing behind you, yeah. This quadraphonic mix was not completed when the album was released. So there was a um a press reception held at the London Planetarium, and the band didn't show up. They instead had uh life-side cardboard cutouts of the band, <laughs> and a stereo mix of the album was played over a public address system. Oh my god. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> it still got like good reviews but <laughs> I thought that was a little extreme <laughs> but yeah so I don't, That's I don't weird. know if, if the um, quadraphonic one was it must have been released at some point I think bands have done that since too right they've like they've gone back and remastered it and had it like because I've seen didn't you have a quadraphonic that was a quadraphonic wow punk was the big it was a big car stereo, right? Remember that? Oh, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. But their bands, you know, now that they have the uh, what is that called? The where you, it's like not surround sound, but what is it? like when you turn a show on Netflix and it says it's in Atmos. Special, at, yeah. yeah, yeah, Atmos. I feel like there's bands now releasing in Atmos, which is like okay. But I don't know what I don't know how many channels that is. Like if it's seven point one or what? They definitely use Pro Tools if they did that. Yeah, for sure. I've had this. This is um, Peace Sells, but who's buying? Five point one stereo yeah, mix. That's an example of what I'm talking about. I've never heard this. <laughs> you, it's in I've your hand. It. You've never. I've never. I don't have a system to play it on. I have a five point. It probably works on any CD player too. I mean, it'll it'll play stereo, <laughs> but it's not going to be five point one. So what the hell's the point? Yeah, I have a. You could plug it into my uh, PS5 and play it through there. It'll be five point one. I've never. It'd be kind of cool to hear. Yeah, it's. 5. I think 1. you're going to be underwhelmed. What's the difference? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. I can't imagine that this is like Dark you're Side like, of the Moon. Or oh, or fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing there. I can hear yeah. Gar's ride symbol really clearly on my <laughs> <Yeah>. right side. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's probably just the same mix, and they just put a sticker on the front. <laughs> Probably. All right, should we? Uh, should we do Whoa, this? the tracks. There's a lot to get into here. So, yeah. well, I mean, the biggest thing I, I mean, let's face it, when it comes to this album, like listening it, listening to this from start to finish, there's no other way to do it. Like, you, right. you can't just yeah. kind of sure. Yes, and we've all heard, you know, money on the radio eighty billion freaking times. But I think they played as much as you act like they played. Uh, I, I, I'm just so tired of that one, but you know, one way or another, yeah. you know, this is, 
like, especially considering, like, uh, you know, when you listen to how brain damage goes right into Eclipse, how um, speak, breathe, you know, I mean, speak the last to me four... slash breathe is one track. However, yeah. you know, w- what part is speak to me and what part is breathe and one way or another, it doesn't stop before. I don't think you know, there's a the song that starts. actually ends. Exactly. I mean, maybe it maybe just goes continuously in the sky, but like money, but does, even that fits money kind of is uh, the outlier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that the great, great, gig in the, great gig in the sky into money. That's like the only one that kind of has an end. Which is well, money, money might have an end too. But it's the first song on side too, so it's a good place to do that if you're going. Yeah, do that's it. true. Yeah, kind of had to. You know. But us and them, any color you like, uh, brain damage, eclipse, all of those, um, blend together. This like was the f- well. This is the first album that I actually went through and played along to the whole thing on bass guitar and just because i wanted to see what these chords some of these that's why i was texting you some of these chords earlier yeah and and the bass the bass is fucking shit simple on the whole thing really <laughs> which is i i should have played this when i started playing bass i would have gotten yeah. into floyd and, and the floyd and uh yeah um and i could have played some cool songs back then but yeah it's there there's there's so much of like the refrain keeps repeating you know the, yes well, there's a really cool thing about that refrain that I can that I can play here, which was on that documentary. But I I love this, and I think you'll like this a lot, Keith. Keith, did you watch that documentary? I did not. I, okay, sorry. so I think you'll you'll dig this a lot. I think. I I came from jazz basically, and I love. That's my favorite. Uh, that's my inspiration. And the interesting thing about this, this is the keyboard about the piano jazz, player, right? There's Richard. a certain chord, right. which is Richard Wright. That yeah. is totally down to a chord I had heard on actually Miles Davis' album, Kind of Blue, which is um, that chord. That chord I just loved, and. When we're doing breathe, we got to G, I got to G, and how do you get to E again? Well, again, normally you go. But um, I remember this chord, and I remember working it out at home, listening to the record, and I just thought. So cool. I love that stuff. It's really cool. I mean, and now I'm just sitting there like, what song on kind of blue? Because I mean, it might be <laughs> blue and green, or it might be all blues, but like. Now you have to go listen to that album to find that chord. I, <laughs> I don't even know what chord it is. Joe could probably tell me. It's, it's you were playing it earlier, but I don't remember exactly the. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, I have to find the spot. And Actually, I don't think there's any bass guitar on that song, so I didn't play it. Oh. <laughs> Really? There's no bass guitar on that song? Does it speak to me or breathe? Breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak to um, me is just the opening. I didn't um, I didn't start looking at the guitar parts until the end of the album. It's like, what is going oh, okay. on here? Like, these... Yeah. Um, but I could look it up. Yeah. I, I, made, a, I made a playlist of... Uh, where's my playlist? Well, he said he go, they go from G to E, so it's G mm-hmm. something E, whatever that middle chord okay. is. It's yeah, that weird... It. Bam, bam, bam. It's cool though. 
Well, you look that up. Speak to me is basically it's like, hey, it's an opening. But I, I didn't really put this together until listening to this again today, really. But there's elements of, I mean, obviously there's, I guess I knew this before, but there's like you hear the clocks. But I think right before Breathe comes in, that screaming is from Great Kick in the Sky, if I'm not mistaken. Did you guys know that and I'm an idiot? <laughs> I did not. Like, listen closely to, here, let me play it. As it goes into that. Or I guess it's once breathe once breathe starts that. Ah uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just her it could be, yeah. Vocal just repeated. There's a because there's a spot in that where she's going nuts. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's like just screaming. It's not really singing anymore. But yeah. That's in the documentary as well, right? Where they talk about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get to that song. I'll I'll, I'll play that too. Yeah, yeah. That. They didn't talk about the. Well, I guess it, the the documentary may may have been too old to talk about the controversy with her. Yeah, the controversy. Yeah. We'll, we'll What's get the controversy? That. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to talk about it now? <laughs> Why not? Greg, <laughs> I, I'm, Greg I'm completely unfamiliar with this. So. Um. Was what's her name? Claire Tory, I think. Hang on, I'll pull it up. She's the um, one who does the the vocals in. Yeah, she was a studio musician. Yeah, they had um. And she, well, probably would have worked better after we tell you, or you, you talk about the uh, the actual performance. But anyway, so afterwards, play it now. If you want. She, well, I'm in, I'm on a roll. So go ahead. <laughs> I guess uh, she she um, she ended up suing them. She thought she should have had a. She contributed enough to that song to make it um, where she should have been paid a songwriter's fee. I guess she got the standard studio fee. Which mm, was something okay. like was what, like 140 bucks or something stupid. Yeah, it was. It was so she she got. They ended up uh, putting her as a writing credit. I don't know how they settled for an undisclosed sum. So I'm sure she's doing fine yeah. after that. Yeah, this was this I was mean, in 2004. She sued him. Yeah. Ooh. I mean. I mean. It, I mean, it's interesting because like that's we talked about this before in the podcast where you know should. <laughs> how do writing credits work yeah. should a drummer get a writing credit for writing a drum beat mm-hmm. to a song that was written by a guitar player you know what i mean like yeah i mean that one they just said go in the studio and just do your thing yeah they didn't yeah really give her i mean any... i'm sure, sure they were playing the music and she could just you know she knew what yeah. chord they were in and really she's not saying she doesn't sing words she's no. just mm-hmm. kind of singing sound you know, like making a sound and it's perfect it is it fits exactly what's going on and i love it but you know, that's one song that I didn't really dig back in the day, but I've come yeah. to appreciate. Yeah. It's yes, one too. song that I used to skip a yeah. lot. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, like like the whole the female vocal to it. It's just like, why are they doing this? Come on, that's get to the rock and roll, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> but now I, I I absolutely love it. Is, now yeah, that I'm an amazing. old man, yeah, it's because uh, <laughs> they. Well, you're gonna play the part, right? Yeah, you'll play the yeah. thing from there. You want me to play the uh, just the, the the explanation of what she's yeah, doing? Yeah. In the studio? yeah. What, what they told her to do. What they asked her to do. No idea whose idea it was to get somebody a uh, female singer in, but Alan Parsons knew Claire Torrey and had been working with her and said, "Why don't you try her?" She just went in there and improvised over it. Yeah, and that was amazing. That was fantastic. That was done while we were mixing. We knew what we wanted, not exactly musically but we knew that we wanted someone to just improvise over this piece so we directed her we said well think about death think about horror think whatever and just go and sing and 
my memory is that she went out in the studio and did it very, very quickly. And then came back in and said, I'm really sorry about this. Very embarrassed. And we, in fact, were sitting in the studio saying, this is wonderful. At the, end of, the very end of this, I remember, we increased the echo slowly. But I, 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 that's again. I was not into this when I was younger, like a teenager. Like I was a metalhead, and like this one didn't really do much for me, right? Yeah. But as I've gotten into other music and just appreciated, you know, what the, the especially after hearing that too, like that helped a lot because it kind of explains the horror thing and the thing about death. yeah. Like, I didn't know that. That totally when, made when sense. When you just hear it's like some woman singing, like okay, ah, but. The, the actual once you finally think about what this album is supposed to be expressing, what the from start to finish, what it's trying to kind of make you yeah. ascertain. Holy shit, she nailed it! She did it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what needed to be done, and she didn't even know that she did it that well. You know, yeah. it's it feels that whole song. It, it I, I don't know if this. I don't know if I'm being um, persuaded by finding out like seeing the documentary because yeah. this factored in that after I listened to the album again, after I saw that I was thinking about it and it sounds like, um, like it's, it's somebody's soul dying. Right. And then mm. the, the song feels like it's going shh, like, you know, cause the, the vocals kind of fade down a little bit. Yeah. They, they fade towards the end and it's, it's more sparse at the end. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's like soothing or, or just like, what? To me, to you know. go back to the Miles Davis mm-hmm. stuff, because uh, I fucking love jazz, and I love that there are no words to jazz. Like you actually kind of suck into the the emotion and the feeling from what is being played. And this this is the one time that let's face it, there weren't any lyrics. She just went there and made sounds with her voice, and you can kind of, you know, you, you kind of, you know, as they sing like death and sanity, you know, the the, the kind of Things sound kind of nice at first, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, something, yeah. <laughs> something just went went wrong there." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Now she's like kind of insane. You know, it's it's, it's it yeah. really kind of when you listen to it, she's not using words, but you can kind of feel, and especially after you, well, you know, listen to a documentary about you know what she's supposed to be doing, you know, you know, what, <laughs> you know, what, you know what she's saying. Regardless yeah, yeah, of the yeah. fact that yeah. she's not using any language, that's. I noticed, like Joe said earlier, this is the last song on the first side too. Which, if it's if you're thinking about it from Sid Barrett, like if you're thinking about Sid Barrett, okay, like this may have been about Sid Barrett, right? Is this him? Like, he's gone insane and he's left the band because the next song is "Money," which is about them, and like it's about becoming big and famous yeah. and. They weren't. Huh. At, I mean, they weren't as big and famous at that point. Which there's some irony behind that. Like yeah. the lyrics of that song are totally ironic, considering like after that came out, they became huge in America. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it just made me wonder. Like maybe that 
geek, geek, great geek in the sky is more representative of him like actually going insane and saying it's but yeah could be i don't know and that the side two is more like their next phase of them and what how they move forward well, but yeah, he, it's, he it's definitely possible. comes back in a big way so i don't know if it's a well brain damage that, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah which That's is true. the most on the nose uh yes song about him <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh, by you, the way, the, I, I uh, sent a picture of those chords. On, yeah, I did. So it's I, G I and then, I can't explain them. The, the chords I've never played on the guitar until just now. No, but, um, there's a, they, there's but a, it, it sounds cool when you play them because you're like, hey, that's the fucking song I just. I guess that's how it works. <laughs> that's <laughs> the guy in the, so that's, that's 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 how a bass player does when he plays a guitar chord. He's like, oh, I did it right. Cool. <laughs> Two, one, three. That's fucking weird. Tar's back there. Never mind. I was gonna grab my turn. Yeah, yeah. It's G, and then what was that? D seven. The normal nine? G, G major. Yeah, yeah, and then a D D seven um, sharp nine, and then a, um, D seven flat, flat nine. nine. So yeah, and then E minor, and then just a regular E minor. Yeah, but yeah, that is definitely D seven sharp nine. Never heard of that chord ever. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just where you put your pinky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just, it is. It's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you're just putting your pinky here, and then you take it away, and you go down. Yeah. yeah and then you get to claim that's some kind of musical brilliance. Like, well, I didn't <laughs> use my pinky in this one. Dave Mustaine taught that to Miles Davis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Our, our podcast should just be called Dave Mustaine. We can <laughs> Dave Mustaine invented it. The running joke created never by Dave Mustaine. <laughs> all right, well, we're kind of all over the place all here. Right, but, let's get yeah, back um, on the run, man. Or, or how about I would love what I would love to hear is hear the transition from Breathe into On the Run. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have. I, I'm already playing that, so this could work. But only if you ride the tide. Balanced on the biggest wave, race towards another grave. This is definitely a headphone song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get the full experience. Or maybe it's 5.1. I think you need drugs to get the full experience. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So that little thing that you're hearing, that this is kind of cool too. Yeah. This is how they created it. Oh, before I play this, I should mention what you're hearing in the beginning is they talk about this song, like it used to be something completely different. So... We'd been playing it live that way for quite some time as a sort of guitar jam sort of piece. I think we were none of us that happy with it as a as a piece. And when and we also had this synthesizer, the Synthia, which had a little built-in keyboard and it had a sequence. It was the first sequencer, I think. I just plugged this up and started playing one sequence on it, and uh, Roger immediately pricked up his ears and thought that sounded good, and came out and we started mucking with it together and um and, and he put in a new sequence of notes and it all developed out of that a series of notes played in slowly 
triggering a noise generator and oscillators, and then just speed it up, you know. There you've got it, basically. And that, of course, immediately sounded much more exciting and new than what we were currently doing. That's cool. In the documentary, you yeah. see he's got the synthesizer out and he's actually just hitting. Yeah. Uh, David Gilmore's just hitting those notes. It's like, boop, 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 boop. It sounds like a fucking Casio keyboard or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20, Atari 2600. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Eight bit sounds, basically. <laughs> oh, by the way, that quadraphonic version was released only in Germany. Of course. Oh. In 1973. Fucking Germans. Well, we have <laughs> we have the internet now. That's true. Yeah, I'm we sure you can. Discogs. Sure yeah. Hmm. Oh, Joe's gonna buy another record. <laughs> I'm buying that one. Jesus oh my God! Can you imagine what's that cost? Two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> More than that, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we get him drunk enough. <laughs> yeah. So on the run keeps going and going and going. And it's great though. It's you know. That's one of my. That is, I mean, I mean, I'm like, I'm about to say, like, it's one of my favorites from the album. Is it? Considering, like, I mean, it's so many great. And that goes into. So the clocks start coming in. Yeah. And that goes into time. Which is basically Breathe Part 2. This is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, it's a good one. Amazing. More headphone goodness. This documentary mentioned that like all those clocks were like actually recorded at the same time. Like they had to set up all the clocks to ring at the same time. This was all behind, you know, before you could do digital stuff. Yeah, it's all yeah. Toms. Mm-hmm. 170 bucks is the best price you're gonna get. Wow. There's only two for sale. I bet I could download it for free somewhere. <laughs> Probably. That's not the point, man. <laughs> <laughs>
vocal is that right there? It's gotta be water. Oh, actually, you know what? I've got here. This yeah. there's a clip here. Girls making their first appearance here. That's unprocessed. And um, we actually put this effect called a frequency translator on them, which made them sound like this. Here's the solo. Guitar solos ever. This one had probably taken some shape live before we ever got to do it. But usually in the studio on this sort of thing, you just go out and have a play over it and see what comes. And it's usually mostly the first takes so that's the best one, and you're find yourself repeating yourself thereafter. Mm. Yeah. Gilmore's so good. I mean, the, the crazy He's... thing about it, you know, and I think, Joe, you mentioned this earlier, Let's face it, when it comes to this band, I mean, they're they're psychedelic, rock and roll, whatever. I mean, I think people kind of pull them into kind of the prog rock, but they aren't, you know, like the shit that Getty Lee and, and Neil yeah, Peart were doing. Yeah, like rush at all. These guys, yeah. like what they're doing is actually pretty, solo. pretty yeah. I mean, they're doing what they want to do, and it's not complicated. It's There's not that solo some so... Ingvay Malmsteen, like... No, insanity going <laughs> no. On. it's all there's, about feel. Exactly. There's so few notes in that solo, really. Yeah, like, yeah. but it fits perfectly. It's yeah. that's what David Gilmore does. Like, and then yeah. the whole comfortably numb solo as well is just like, oh my god. Yeah, just holy. What are the great things? And and they they know this. Uh, they they did this intentionally, obviously. But one of the great things about this album is what it isn't doing. You yeah. know, like the space that's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So deliberate. It's intentional, um, exactly. Yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. one of the things you, I was listening to the <clears throat> the live version of this on Pulse um, yeah. before mm-hmm. we got on, um, and it sounds great, and it's you know it, it it's cool and all, but and and the bass guitar it sounds it's so much fuller in that, but that normally I would love that, and I did, but at the same time I was like, that's not what this album's supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. he's he's doing such simple stuff on the bass throughout the whole album. Oh, yeah. It's like octaves and a lot of fifths, and that's really all he does. You know, there's a little yeah. bit of stepping up, walking into the to the chord, like thirds and stuff, but it's so simple. And it, it yeah, needs, I mean, there's, there's really needs to no, be. there's no Roger Waters on Pulse. He, right? Yeah, no, I could tell it wasn't. It was. Yeah, it was somebody who was. A big show off on base. Hired gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I, I, I mean, probably was son of somebody yeah. that was involved in the, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, he talks People about, Roger Water talks about a little bit about, like the space and uh, yeah. us and them, like intentionally leaving that us, us, us. Like, yeah. you know, they didn't put the echo in yet. It was just like, leave that open. Don't fill it with stuff. Just kind of mm-hmm. let it 
lie there. So, um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of that in this album, for sure. But the uh, even the lyrics on that song though, just they're they're so fucking good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Just about so good. that last part. Just just home. about like you, you realize you're out of time and and now you're home and you're like fuck it. This is what I like. No, the, the best line is the one about you find ten years have gotten behind you. Mm-hmm. It's totally true. Mm, yeah. And this this is the um this is the brief chord progression mm-hmm. again. Yep. Yeah. Slower. It's older mm-hmm. now. God, even now with the headphones you hear oh, so good. different things. So he, he makes an allusion to church. Mm-hmm. The Iron Bell, and then it gives him the song about dying. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that that um I guess we're still kind of talking about that chord progression too. It's um it's, it's E and A, I think, right? Um, yeah, it, it, right. I was looking at the baseline and I was like, God Well, damn, G that's... G and E. G wait. It yeah, starts on G. No, no, no. I'm at the end on, on breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main the main riff, right. The yeah, the E. E minor, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, the opening riff, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the same as Black, but yeah, they they used much cooler chords on this than yeah, the Pearl yeah. Jam. Pearl Jam just used like major chords, right? Yeah, because yeah. the if the bass play the bass parts, you could almost interpose on each other, and they would no really. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, that's Black, but then but then I looked at I looked at their chords, and I was like, that's what I think got me starting to dig into their, their chords a little. I was like, oh, I've never seen shit like that. Like, unfortunately, you can't hear it. But they have, um, you know, the, the uh, Fade to Black riff? It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's one of their staple chords. They play it just as a chord in the beginning of that. Right, yeah. Eric, you're familiar with the Fade to Black riff? <laughs> a little bit. The Fade to Black is, is Goodbye Blue Sky, right? Yeah, but they that same chord is um because they're, they're playing single notes of the chord if you just play it strum it it's that's um that's uh breathe yeah breathe hmm. that's an uh e minor add nine that's what that is so their a is an a7 did you see that one yeah oh this thing right okay yeah, you just leave, you leave the D in there. Yeah. How long have you been playing guitar? Uh, yeah, I don't really. But <laughs> you're holding one, so it's the same. It's kind of the, it's the same as bass, is just yes. smaller. It's just yes, and you can play chords instead of single notes. And well, you can play chords on bass. You can, it's, but it's they not gonna, they don't sound as good. No. Trying to figure out this weird chord progression that's in Breathe. That well, do that on your own time. What do you say? Move uh, <laughs> on. Probably to, right. Uh, great gig in the sky. Okay, well, fair getting, enough. It's getting edited out. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll leave the part in about the little, you know, the, the cool E, e minor. Yeah, thing. that's cool. That's that's good stuff. 
It's neat. Especially once he finally tuned, you know. <laughs> Shut <that> up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, we talked about Great Gig. You want to play a little bit more of Great Gig in the Sky? Yeah, we kind of covered it already, I think. Yeah, I think well, we did. Right? Right. I mean, yeah, I think so. We, we we can just flat out skip money. Yeah. <laughs> and we've no, all heard, no, we, we all fucking know that goddamn song. Because there's some cool stuff about money. There's some cool stuff, yeah. Yeah. There's okay, so it's in seven. It's yeah. So the one thing about money that I think people forget is that it's got the weirdest. It's one of the biggest hits with the weirdest time signature. Very unusual. Seven, seven, eight time. Um, good riff. Well, Dick did his sax solo in the seventh time. And then we sort of sat and worked out um, a different sequence for the guitar solo, um, probably to make my life easier, so I didn't have to think about the timing. <laughs> I love the fact that it does change. I mean, see, lots of things happened on Dark Side for me are kind of magical, without us intentionally making them happen. It just happened. And I think that's one of the great things about money is that it does change time signatures. And that's the thing. It goes back into the 4-4 and all of a sudden, man, it's Rock City. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It is weird. You don't hear 7-8 very often. It's it's seven, you don't. I mean, hey, you I mean, they are progressive. To an extent. Uh. So the way Roger Waters was playing it, he was doing the open string, which I found interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, I don't think he played it like that on the album because there's a little bend at the end. was disappointed to see that in the documentary (laughs) (laughs) who uses the stupid open notes when you don't have to do that but but yeah that's a really cool riff kind of bluesy yeah yeah he talks about that too on the i have that clip too yeah and then they just go into that descending yeah Yeah, that's just straight blues yeah goes on forever the pulse version it really goes on forever yeah (laughs) jamming man it's a little too much i I don't i feel like this is not an album you should jam on even if it's your band like just fucking you need to well there were arguments that people were saying well it's not really pink floyd anymore when roger waters left they're like it's more of a david gilmore solo project Eh, i don't agree with that i I don't think so but i could see where there'd be an argument about that what did yeah. you say, Keith? The, 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 I don't know, the, fa- the fact that, that Mason and Wright were still involved yeah. in it. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I mean, sure. That's the one thing. Like, Waters definitely eventually, like, flat out fucking took over. Like, the mm-hmm. wall and the final cut are, holy shit, no one was allowed to do anything or even put their fingerprints yeah. on that shit because it was his band. And yeah. you know what? I'm kind of, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I I loved Roger Waters when I first, you know, fell in love with this band. I was just like, God damn it, yeah, the bassist being the motherfucker. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, you know what? He made some incredible shit. And then he was like, 
it's over because I say it's over. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no one else is done with it. And you know what? You know, he's even stated, you know, like, oh, they were, they never came up with ideas. They couldn't write songs. Oh, I'm sorry, but I own a copy of Delicate Sound of Thunder. I own, you know, a uh, uh, momentary lapse of reason. Momentary lapse of reason. And guess yeah. what? You know, sure. Yeah. They, they, they aren't Dark Side of the Moon. They, they, you know, they aren't yeah, the but wall. Like those, but those are great albums. I, Division of Bell is a great album. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, I, dig, I dig that shit, and yeah. I would have easily seen that band without you. So, fuck you. I mean, yeah. Dogs of War is a heavy song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do- Dogs of War is, is easily probably the best non-Roger Waters That's big so boy good. song. Yeah. so good. <laughs> that is... That, that, that is yeah, oh. that's great. I mean, they, well, they had to go to court to to settle this whole yeah. dispute. They were like, Roger Waters was like, we're done. And the other guys were like, uh, we're not really done. Yeah. Well, no, you know, no, not, no, not to no. mention, like, that's the whole big thing that um, Wright is not allowed to be listed as a yeah. musician in the band. Like, even what? though he's, yes, he, that's he the whole weird. thing. He's, yeah, he's, he's he like... Weird. You know, you know how like, you know, it's just like, you know, the guitar players, Bob and Dave Mustaine wrote all the music (laughs) one way or another with their albums. Now they've got to be like, you know, it's, it's a, what's his face? Uh, uh, their guitar player, David Gilmore, Gilmore. It's it's Gilmore, Nick Mason, additional, you know, (laughs) players is, you know, right. And he's not allowed to be listed as a member of it. And that's part of the legal mm. bullshit that they yeah. had to jump through because of Roger. But that was yeah. before all this Roger Waters st- stuff went down. Well, that, I don't, I mean, that's exactly. It was, I, th- I think it was after this album. I think it was. <laughs> he with, wasn't, he apparently Aaron. wasn't contributing enough, but still like, yeah. who the hell was saying he wasn't contributing enough? Cause I got to kind of figure it probably wasn't Nick Mason. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he was you know, he was fired, but then like, well, you can still play in the band, but you're not. In, it's it's really weird. It's a weird it's a, thing. Yeah, it, it's like he still played of, on the albums yes. and still contributed, but he's, they're like, you're not still, a member of the band. No, I mean, it's the whole thing. He's you are. He was in the band yeah. for all of the albums. It's not like right. one album they did this. It's, no, he's like for two decades. No, that's a huge part of their sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah I mean. For a band it's, like this, let's face it, the keyboards are going to, you know, be kind of <laughs> necessary. Yeah. I mean, he talks about the fact that he helped write that whole part and breathe that the, the, the I know. progression between the, the G and the, 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 the D. It's because like, of Miles Davis, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but he was contributing. He was helping write music. So the fact that they were like, no, you, that's stupid. That's bullshit. And we should mention that there is this 50th anniversary that uh, Roger Waters put out of the yeah. Side of the Moon. Which, God, you, you guys it, I, don't, hate, I hate, I hate saying this, but it sucks. It sucks so bad. It sounds like a parody. It's, it's fucking t- horrible. It's not good. The, the it's more- kind of what I imagine. It's like Lulu mixed with what I imagine Jim Morrison would be doing if he was still alive. <laughs> I mean, the, the more right, the, yeah. the older and older Roger Waters gets, the band. I mean, I, I I'm always gonna love the motherfucker because it's kind of like John Cleese. They just kind of get weird and contagious. I don't know and... John, what's, what the hell is John Cleese doing that's weird. He's <laughs> the big Brexit guy. It's oh, like, he uh, is. I oh, yeah. I know that. It's like okay, you're you're past. 
you should have just shut up and enjoyed Monty Python and Tolkien Towers <laughs> re- revenue and been a nice old guy. Like, no. no, I'm going to be a p- political activist. I looked up the Nick Wright or the, the right thing, the firing of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was during Wait, the wall. Nick Wright. You're now you're mixing them both. So I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just meant <laughs> God. You can say <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Dick Wright. <laughs> Dick left. Lord, uh, dick Richard, in your Richard, mouth. Richard Wright. God, the worst time with this. He was fired, <laughs> fired basically me. by by he fired me by Roger Waters, mm. and, and during during the wall sessions because they're basically saying like he didn't have much to offer. He's not doing much in this. Who album. was allowed to do anything in the wall right. besides? F- That's the yeah. thing. But like you said, he'd become like a dictator at this point, and yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff you can read about it. It's funny that you use that phrase considering yeah. his dad died in you know World War II. Oh, okay. Yes. There's a couple more parts of money that I wanted to play, at least just yeah. the uh, clips from these documentaries about... Um, here, I'll play this one first. It's about how kind of... I talked about this earlier, but the fact that they became huge after this song came out in America. Money is an amazing single because it's about the very thing that it became. It's about success. Something certainly did the trick, and it moved us up into Super League, I suppose you might say, um, which brought with it some great joy, some pride, and some problems. Of course, it changed our life. Um, we were now a big rock and roll band playing in stadiums. You don't know what you're in it for anymore. You know, you were in it to achieve massive success and get rich and famous and all these other things that go along with it. And uh, when they're all suddenly done, you're going, hmm, well, why? What next? It's not to say we didn't do some good work, but the good work that we did was actually all about a lot of the negative aspects of what went on after we'd achieved um, the goal. I mean, that obviously informed what what turned out to be the next album quite deeply. Wish you were here. Because we weren't, most of us, most of the time. They were a platinum monster. And it's not a lot of fun. So tonight's the last show of the tour. How's that feel? You know, it's like this your last wall, so we talk in the end of Spinal Tap, or are you going to try to milk it for a few more years in Europe? I mean... Well, I don't, I don't really think that the end can be assessed uh, as of itself as being the end, because what does the end feel like? It's like saying when you try and extrapolate the end of the universe, you say the end, if the universe is indeed infinite, then how, what does that mean? How far is, is all the way? And then if it stops, what's stopping it? And what's behind what's stopping it? So what's the end, you know, is my question to you. Yeah, so the last four songs really are all. I mean, I consider those like one big song, really. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they all they all flow together. Um, Us and them, which the chorus of this song is, I think I think I agree with Joe. I think time might be my favorite song, but this is close. It's a close second, and the chorus of the song it gives me chills every fucking time when that yeah, organ comes awesome. in. Oh God! Uh, to me, to me, uh, the the climax of this album is Brain Damage and Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, let me play a little bit of this. But one thing I'd love to, to mention, like, yeah, you know, uh-huh. in us and them. Like, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, let's face it, there's a few other places. Like, you know, 
As we stated earlier in the conversation, you know, they, they brought a vocalist in that did just improv vocals that, you know, didn't have words to it. Sax solos. Yeah. I mean, Chicago was, you know, pretty <laughs> popular at this time, but who the fuck else was doing this many sax solos in a guy? I mean, did they ever yeah. do sax solos on any think so. other album? No. No. Well, they said on the documentary, they say they brought this guy in. Like it was, he was in a band with David Gilmore before Pink Floyd. So David Gilmore knew him, and he just brought him in. And they're like, "Hey, he did an awesome job." But yeah, I mean, yeah, just we opening at yeah. his. What did he say? They were, too embar- they, were t- they were too embarrassed to ask anyone. Like we don't know saxophone players. We knew this one guy that was in a band. Why'd you come in? Do a solo for a. I don't know, maybe these three songs. But this fits perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. This one's called Hot and Heavy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What was his name? Duke something, right? Oh, Duke Duke Silver. (laughs) Oh, no, I was talking about the the Seinfeld episode. Oh, that's right. But yeah, Duke Silver. Exactly. a uh, clip with the isolated vocals from that documentary too here yeah. I think Dave and Rick their harmony vocals on it are really very affecting they, uh, funny enough they have very similar voices both their voices are a big factor in Dark Side of the Moon so Richard the Wright they, I guess the way Rick and haven't you heard it's a battle of words that's Dave and Rick together and then Rick does another part below that which you can hear now and then the girls are also joining in So good. That's, that's the, the most music. I mean, the most I mean, the, the biggest thing you got to realize when the album it comes too, to the vocals of it. Really? I mean, well, let's face it. Like all of these guys could sing, so they were 
all singing some parts of this, you know, shit. Yeah. And yeah, that's you were saying it's Beatlesy, Joe. Yeah, I think that's the most Beatlesy song on the album. I think that's it sounds a lot like them, mm-hmm. which is I think is good. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this song, Us and Them, kind of ends. Any color you like. Any color you like, yep. Rock. <laughs> That's right. Man, I'm so high. <laughs> I should probably go back and listen to their I because I still haven't gone back and listened to like Saucer Full of Secrets and yeah. all that stuff. Like, I should probably go listen to that stuff. It, I imagine it, it's a lot like this. Oh uh, it's it well it's out there. It's it, you know, no, I mean Arnold Lane. Go listen to Arnold Lane. Okay. That's the that's the song you should go back and listen to right now. <laughs> you, know, you, you turn your shit off, the rest of the, we'll finish off the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bye. <laughs> so uh let's see, three twelve in this song is where it goes back to the kind of the main chord progression thing here. in the brain damage yeah which is just unbelievable these last two songs I mean honestly these two last songs rival any final two songs on any album in my opinion like it's just ridiculous how good these two songs are any album of all time yes I want you to spell out the, the purpose of what they're trying to say. Yeah, they are very good, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, like, my note on this track is just play the whole damn fucking thing. <laughs> Let the lawyers sue us. <laughs> and, uh... We haven't been sued yet, so... Knock on wood. And go Hear that hi-hat thing? Yeah. That's what Lars should be doing more often. <laughs> <laughs> What, using his foot? Yeah, just use your foot. Just tap. Just take it easy, man. I don't down. think he's got the pedal even hooked up. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's got a drop clutch. When does he open the thing? <laughs> Maybe on Fade to Black he does it. Oh, that's right. And if the dam breaks open many years too soon And if there is no Your head explodes with the bones too. 
I mean, I could play the whole thing, but I don't think I probably, probably shouldn't play the whole thing. But I should at least play it going into Eclipse, because that... Yes. Oh, my God. Exactly. So good, so the fact good. that it just... It doesn't stop. It goes right into the next song, and, I mean, Eclipse. Yeah. God. thing <laughs> i know you can't you can't turn it off i know i don't know well, that would be offensive i love how that that the melody goes there everything under the sun is in that's so, so cool yeah it's great genius yes um well <laughs> what else is to say about this album i mean we uh, some of the profits were invested in the production of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. They're big fans. Oh, well, they I mean, them and the Beatles. I mean, yeah. the, the Holy Grail would have not existed. It was actually George Harrison was the first one that was like. Really? Yes. <laughs> they had the mute. They, they, they had the script. They were, you know, lined up to do this and they didn't have the money. And George Harrison was the first one to just be like, and flat out, I believe it was uh, Eric Idle, who was friends with him, just like, all right, guys, we got it. The, mo- the movie's back on. And it's just like, uh, oh, uh, okay, yeah, huh? And they're like, yeah, the Beatles. You know? <laughs> and I guess Pink Floyd threw more money at it, too. And it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> awesome that, that that movie... Is because of rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. That's great. See, you do learn something on these pot on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not just a bunch of babbling forty something year olds, fifty something year olds. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that too. But 
Well, there is. <laughs> Talking about there how old is. they are. Oh, my, cover my knee. Oh, oh. My, my back, my neck. <laughs> my back, my Hold neck. Hold on, I gotta <laughs> take, take my pills. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't yeah, taken have take my pills today. I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Tim? The album is in the Library of Con- Library of Congress. Yeah, like just one copy, not all of them. <laughs> it's next to Master of Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Master right. of Puppets. All right. All right. I mean, yes. Yes. Let's Master of Puppets is in the Library let's of Congress. Face it. We, we got to grade one of the greatest albums that's ever been. Created, should we? So. Is that offensive to do that? I mean, we should all say it. Just you know, we, we, simultaneously. Know you know. Simultaneously, I think we're all going to say the damn, same just, damn goddamn Just play thing. the clip from the Christmas story and you're done. Oh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> oh! We're the winners. Yes, this, this is... A plus. Yeah. A plus. A, obviously. Yes. A plus. I think it's a f- offensive to grade it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to say this, I though. do too many I... drugs, so this one's a 15,000. <laughs> sure. Perfect. He's done a lot of magnesium tonight, Keith. <laughs> he took he took six he melatonin pills. Sit, sit North on the- my knees. Ah. Oh man, my knees. <laughs> Give me the mag. Oh man. I'm gonna say this. I think this is maybe the best rock album ever recorded. Wow. I think I think I would have said Abbey Road probably. Last week, but I think this is better. Abbey Road's got too much silliness, too much frivolity. This is this is a fucking album. This thing, I mean, this thing just has touches of everything. Like, let's face it, the fucking saxophone. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like who else has a saxophone besides like you know X or X-ray specs? One way or another, that saxophone when it starts playing, you don't even be Ooh. like, "Holy shit, what the no. fuck is a saxophone it's right playing?" In. It's just like. Oh yeah, ghost. Oh, that's ghost the saxophone. Part, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, who else was doing saxophone besides Chicago back in those days? Chicago. You know, the, the 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 fact that the the vocals, you know, the, maybe the, Steely the, Dan, probably I guess would been yeah, yeah. But one way or another, like all of the music that happened in this, the vocals that have no actual audible language used, it makes sense. And it's well, brilliant. Yeah. One thing, I mean, Joe, you mentioned that it's like one of the greatest rock albums ever. I agree with you, but you'd never heard this album before. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, I've, I never heard, yeah, from start to finish now. Yeah. And they were, I, yeah. I'm wow. sure I hadn't heard the whole, everything on there, but, or maybe, I don't know. Who knows what you've heard? Right? We were really talking about never, that. Like, you were never, really never into this band. So I no. wasn't. No. Um, no. I love the, uh, so seriously. Never, I was, I, I, I was gearing up for this episode. You I used to think they were boring, wow. um, you know. And uh, I think part of it too is that everyone else liked them. Yeah. At the time I mm-hmm. was that age, so I was like, "Well, fuck it." I feel like you know you do that with some things. You're like, "Well, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna do it because everybody else is is it." Yeah. I did that with the Beatles for a long time. I was like, "I'm still you know, doing no that reason with the Beatles." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, I don't really like yeah, them. I, I thought I they were cheesy that. and like, but and then I had so many friends and everyone was like." Dude, you have to get in. Like, you have to explore their stuff and just. I was like, all right. Yeah. Guys. I mean, so and I felt like still, I did, and I, you know, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, are you going to dip into more of this stuff, Joe? Or are you going to go listen to like? Yeah, I will. I, I, I think I will 
listen to more. Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe Joe, not the Sid Barrett version. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't mean, start I there. personally don't love the Sid there. Barrett stuff. Joe, buy a copy of Animals right now. Animals is good. Wish you were well, here. I can, is fantastic. I can just put it on my. Yes. I listen. Can copy here. I don't have to. Joe, buy it listen to Animals tonight. That if you have never heard that album, holy fucking shit, you are going to fall in love with this band. I, I, I should mean, you say already it's like, possibly have, but you know, it's like four songs, but it's forty minutes or something like that. Right? Yeah, it, it's exactly like well, one like song. One song is like one song. I believe is like you know, uh, three minutes and ten seconds, and then yeah. the next one I believe is like a half an hour, seventeen then, or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not. When you type in animals on uh, Apple Music or iTunes, whatever they call it, the first three things that pop up are not the album. The album's fourth. Pigs. First one, animals song Maroon 5. Oh. Animals <laughs> song Nickelback. Ooh. Animals song Martin Garrix, who the fuck that is. So, hey, uh, <laughs> Pigs, pigs, listen to pigs. There's a 2018 remaster you can listen to that <laughs> didn't come out until 2022. Take a guess why. Just, just take a guess why. Oh, who do you think? Lawyers. Could have. No. Roger, Roger, who, Roger who? Waters. Yes, Roger yeah, yeah, yeah. Waters. Yeah. Dave Mustaine version, of, the, the Pink Floyd version mm. of Dave Mustaine. <laughs> yeah. Just He didn't come didn't. off at all douchey in that. Um, in the no, dog. he didn't. No. no. I know. And I mean, that, that's the one thing. Like, we should not you know, drive a nail through Roger Waters, you know, he did, uh, you know, write a whole heck of a lot of this stuff, but he did one way or another. He really needs to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Do you guys just realize he just (laughs) really recently, recently he kicked his son out of his own band. What? Yes. He he was, his, his son was playing with him in, you know, a, Roger Waters slash Pink Floyd band. Yeah. And now his son has joined some Pink Floyd cover band. Oh my God. One way or another, he got kicked out of, I mean, his father kicked him out of his band. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, that guy's something. Yeah. 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 He's just, his arrogance, like, I have, who knows? I, I, I I'm always going to love the motherfucker. I mean, Roger Waters was just like one of those bases that when I was really kind of coming into shit when I was 18, 19, it was just like all of a sudden it was like, you know, his shit is not that complicated. Right. You know, and it's, it's, but it's good. And it's like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, it sucks that, you know, good people that write good music. Can actually be really massive assholes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, if you, the solo stuff, I know there's Roger Waters solo stuff and there's Rod, there's there's David Gilmore solo stuff. The David Gilmore solo stuff is I really love it. Yeah. But the Roger Waters stuff, I mm, I don't know. Well, that latest redo of this album is a perfect example. Of Dark Side of the Moon is a perfect example. It's like. <sighs> rough <laughs> if that's what i don't know roger waters other solo stuff after he left pink floyd but if that's what it's like i don't care about it at all like i have no interest but i'll listen to on an island any day of the week like that's that great, great yeah so you know i i got roger waters doing his own album live you know the wall the wall and yeah, i was yeah. so excited to own that and th- then i i listened to it 
<laughs> it, it was the songs and they were played with <laughs> instruments and it sounded what did he talk over him? I no, no, it just it just sounded like, you know, something my parents would like, you know. Mm. It did not mm. sound interesting or, you know, good. Good. It definitely <laughs> did not didn't sound good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there's, right. and there's there's live David Gilmore stuff out there. There's there's a bunch of well, not a yeah. bunch, but there's a, there's a couple of live, and of course he does Pink Floyd stuff, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, God, it's so good. Always, I mean, we talked about his guitar playing, but I've always loved his just his style and this, like what he does, and like we said, it's not complicated, but it just fits so perfectly. And yeah, he's got that tone that is just perfect. Um. But you know, I I do I am sad I never saw them live or I've never seen him live. I probably will, ne- will never be able to either at this point. Like you know, no, I don't think he's touring anymore. It. So yeah, he's got to be like eighty at this point, right? He's up there. He's up there. David Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, he had a live album in two thousand seventeen. That's fairly recent. Yeah, but uh, that's probably going to be about it. Yeah, yeah. It is. What would that make you? Seventy seven. Well, yeah. I've got a P. <laughs> okay. all right well, well we'll end it that's fine we'll um yeah uh yeah so next next episode we're talking some punk rock punk rock music <laughs> all right well for uh keith and joe and tim this is eric saying thank you good fucking night. energy energy aggression power to sum it up it's a Vulgar display of power. Sometimes I think you drink just a little too much blood. I'm sorry, I'm going to be a bloodaholic and I'm gonna Cut it up. Cut it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan! Some cunts recording this. <laughs>